The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Ready for some free advice on finding the right support for your website? We'll open up your browser and let's search for solutions. Our hosts are expert internet marketing consultants who will give you sound advice on how to find the right kind of help with SEO, SEM, reputation management, social media, and more. Your free advice starts now with Search for Solutions with your host, Good ROI, Greg Nyland, and the Aussie webmaster, Frank Watson. Hey everybody, thanks for joining us. I'm Greg Nyland from Good ROI Internet Marketing, and I'm joined with my partner in crime, Frank Watson from Kangamara Media. And today we're going to be talking about how to be dealing with rip-off report reputation management issues. There's a lot of people out there that, you know, your company name, you search for it on Google or Yahoo or Bing, and you start seeing these complaints showing up that people posted at websites like Ripoff Report and other sites. And it's not really helping your business, so you're probably wondering what the heck to do with it. Yeah, and I mean, the intention of this is to help people that have stuff in their reputation management that is old, that's been addressed already, that is misinformation. Uh, this isn't a how to get rid of legitimate complaints against you without dealing with the complaints. Yeah, I would actually say the first step that you can do in any reputation management is avoid the headache from the beginning and only have happy customers, okay? And I know that's not possible, but try everything. It's way easier to make a special deal and to be super nice and to give away something to make your customer happy before they go online and start complaining online. Wouldn't you agree, Frank? Yeah, I mean, that's the whole point. I mean, the idea of reputation management isn't about getting rid of the bad things that are there, but actually to build up your reputation as being that you know, person that really are concerned with your customers. And the best way to do that is to keep them happy in the first place. But, I mean, obviously you're going to have a certain number of people that complain just for complaining's sake. So uh, what you've got to do is be able to address the situation when it gets to that point and you start seeing things pop up in the search results. Yeah, so if you do come across one of those angry people, you tried your hardest, you tried to make them deals, you offered them discounts, you offered them bonus things, whatever, it's just not working out. Second step is be very careful with the paper trail, okay? Now, by paper trail, we're talking about emails, we're talking about phone calls, we're talking about the contracts. Make sure that all this stuff, as you're thinking it's going to be kept confidential, you don't want to do anything that might embarrass you. Don't be cursing, don't overpromise something. Be honest with them, you know? And I mean, what would you add to that? Yeah, I mean, without a doubt, you've got to think in terms of what you're saying and what you're writing down when you're dealing with customers. Don't be glib. You know, I mean, it gets really easy to think that you know, something that you say that may be jovial 
can get misconstrued. And then what happens is it's written down or it's recorded, and the next thing you know, it's being plastered all over the Internet, which uh, can take away what you were thinking and just look at the words. So, I mean, you've got to be very careful. It's just like if you're writing a message in an advertisement, you wouldn't be sarcastic because you don't know whether or not the people that are seeing it are going to understand your sense of humor. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, if you're saying, sure, you know, I'll cut off my right arm for you, or, you know, you're killing me, or things like that, the customer is angry, and they're not out to make you look good. So they're going to try to take things out of context, and they're going to be looking for things to embarrass you, to just make you hurt, because obviously, if they're upset with you, they're probably looking for revenge. And when people are looking for revenge, they do crazy things. So you have to be super careful that you don't leave yourself exposed to danger and risk. You know, I mean, there's so much danger and risk out there. Why add to the pile? So Yeah, yeah, I, I agree 100%. I've, I've had situations where that's exactly what's happened. I've had conversations through email with clients, you know, one in particular that was just a nightmare that ended up pulling parts of my emails and sending them to other people. And, uh, and it's like, okay, you didn't send the rest of the information, so, you know, I had to forward a lot of the full emails to be able to qualify to other people what exactly was going on. Yeah, you, know, you leave yourself open if you're not very careful with the words that you uh, use. And the sad part about it is you may not even know that it's coming. You may have a general conversation with someone uh, that a long time passes and all of a sudden they're using that conversation against you uh, because they've been upset about something that's happened and they're just lashing out at you. And a, a lot of times, a week or two later, they're regretting what they've done, but the damage is already there. Exactly. You know, I mean... When people are angry, they do crazy things, and sometimes they regret it, sometimes they don't regret it, but you as a business owner, you're stuck with this problem. How do I deal with this damage to my reputation, whether it was done accidentally in the heat of the moment or whether it's done intentionally by a person that has no ill, you know, like nothing good to say about you and has no intention of ever removing that. So when you have these negative and false comments, that are, you know, posted online about you. You got a problem. Even, if, you know, if it's negative and true, you got a real problem with your business and your reputation. Even if it's false, okay, you don't have a problem with your business, but you got a problem with your reputation, and you got to deal with it either way. Now, before you start saying this is crazy, how, you know, this can't be allowed, it actually is allowed. Uh, negative and, and or false comments, there's a protection for webmasters. Uh, it's the Communications Decency Act. This provides a bit of an umbrella. Um, you could actually go on about this for days. Uh, lawyers specialize this. They spend their entire career focused solely on uh, lawsuits dealing with Communications Decency Act. But basically, uh, you want to summarize it, Frank, for you? Yeah, I mean, the... The Consumer Decency Act was created, funnily enough, it was originally created to try and regulate a certain amount of the adult industry content that was on the web. But by the time that the act itself was finished, 
all of the stuff dealing with the adult industry uh, was taken out of it. And basically what it does is it allows the protection of publishers online. If I have a blog, which I do, and someone comes on and leaves a comment that is just defamatory, inaccurate, malicious, or whatever type of, of comment, they create a situation where I can't be held responsible for those comments. I mean, I'm definitely held responsible for anything that I personally write, but when someone comes in and comments on it, it's not going to, uh, you know, they want it to protect them. So uh, the CDA There's millions of webmasters out there. And all these webmasters, they need protection, you know, because as, you know, you're saying, Frank, if you're, you're responsible for the words you're saying, but if you were responsible for everything that was posted on your website with all of the blog comments and all of the articles that are submitted and all that stuff, it would just kill the online conversation right away. And make lawyers. Yeah, and I, I think. I mean, part of that is it, it definitely would have a huge impact on what uh, was said. You know, you'd have to turn off all comments on blogs. You know, so it would, it would definitely impede the communication and the community aspect of the web. You know, uh, it has its drawbacks, and and they want to keep the freedom of expression open to uh, the internet. So the government came up with this. CDA, but unfortunately, you've got places like uh, Ripoff Report that seem to be benefiting from uh, this ability for people to just come up and make a lot of false claims and things like that. And and don't get me wrong, I think that there is a lot of stuff that's on Ripoff Reports that is catching consumer fraud and, and things like that, but it's also being used in such a way that uh, people are taking advantage of the platform and using it to cry foul on things that aren't necessarily foul. And this is where the whole idea of reputation management comes in because the power of sites like this in the ranking algorithm really causes problems for companies when the information is inaccurate or the information has been fixed and it doesn't get updated, it still lingers on in your reputation. Yeah, the Ripoff Report is one of the ones that seems to upset a lot of people more than others because Ripoff Report generally does not remove any reports that are submitted, whether they're false, whether they're inaccurate, whether they were resolved five, ten years ago. You know, if you hired an employee once and they made a mistake and you immediately fired and gave away everything for free and you made the customer happy, if it's on ripoff report, it's highly unlikely, 99.9%, it's not going to be removed from ripoff report, and then you have this huge stain in the search engine results. So we're going to take a quick commercial break, and when we come back, we're going to be talking about how you can manage your reputation and your company appearance in those search engine results. Stay tuned, everybody. More free advice on Search for Solutions after we thank our sponsors. Are you happy with your landing page performance? Discover how to improve your landing page performance with ConversionCritic.com. Brought to you by Engine Ready. Turn your underperforming landing pages into cost-effective sales-producing machines. 
Be sure you're not wasting your precious PPC budget. Conversion Critic Tools give you the ingredients to create high converting landing pages. You don't have to be an expert to use Engine Ready's Conversion Critic Tools, but you'll feel like a landing page pro. Take the guesswork out of increasing your conversion rate. Visit conversioncritic.com and boost your conversion rate for free. That's www.conversioncritic.com. How do you choose the right affiliate network to partner with? The answer is simple. MarketHealth.com, where health and wealth connect. Established in 1998, the MarketHealth.com affiliate network allows you to market and promote the world's leading health and beauty offers on the net. Start making recurring income and the highest payouts in our industry. Choose from over 50 of the hottest selling offers, ranging from herbal supplements, skincare, vitamins, beauty products, weight loss, and much more. Sign up for free at MarketHealth.com and start making money today. Charles, come on up and tell us about the great ROI we're getting from RevenueWire. Thank you. Since I signed up with RevenueWire, conversions have increased dramatically. RevenueWire has an integrated shopping cart called SafeCart that offers highly accurate sales tracking, boosting our conversions through the roof. And now that they've added multiple international currencies to SafeCart, we're looking forward to seeing significant increases in our overseas sales of PC utility software from LavaSoft, PC Tools, Pareto Logic, and AvonQuest. With up to 75% commission, real-time sales tracking, free in-depth sales analytics and reporting tools, campaign optimization resources, and now weekly payments for top-performing affiliates, our sales are climbing higher and higher, thanks to RevenueWire. Find out more at RevenueWire.com. Watch your shopping cart overflow, because you found the e-com experts. Ecom Experts, Mondays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. We're back with more Search for Solutions, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are your hosts. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us. And we're having a great time here talking about how to be dealing with ripoff reports and reputation management in general online, whether things were intentionally done to hurt your business or whether people were upset, you know, for a limited time and they accidentally just posted online and now they want to remove it. Bottom line, you have to deal with this negative press that's online because people are going to be going, Googling your name, and you want them to see a positive face for your company. You don't want to be seeing any negative press for them. So if you have this issue here, okay, there are some different things. Um, The first thing you have to understand is why the heck is websites like Ripoff Report, why are they ranking? Okay, because if you don't understand why they're ranking, you can't address and deal with them. So, Frank, you want to go through a few of the factors why Ripoff Report's ranking so much? <clears throat> yeah, I mean, Ripoff Report's is well-ranked because, one, Google sees it as a consumer protection site. So it also gets a lot of links. It creates information on all types of topics. It's got millions of pages of content. It's got millions of pages of complaints and comments about complaints and things like that and then people link to it. It gets links from huge numbers of university sites because it's linked to as a consumer protection site. You add all that together, and it has a very strong base of being an authoritative website in the eyes of the 
search engines, well, actually, in the eyes of Google, because of the fact that Ripoff Report does have a lot of malicious content, Yahoo and Microsoft are really filtering a lot of the results from that particular website. But Google, on the other hand, has decided that it, that it wants to keep this information up there. I've spoken with Matt Cutts, who's in charge of Google Spam, and he stands by the fact that it's free information, the CDA, and uh, consequently Google, which is the biggest search engine out there that has the most content uh, that everyone uses. It represents 70% of searches that are done in the U.S. and a lot more overseas. Uh, so basically, if you've got a ripoff report, bad press uh, reputation problem, it's a problem to get rid of, and it's something that you really have to work at and involves quite a bit of setup and, and things that need to be done, and a lot of companies just don't know what to do. Yeah, and let's be clear about a few things. Google's ranking algorithm is an automated process, and Google is not intentionally rewarding specifically only ripoff report. It's simply that the ripoff report website benefits from the way that the Google algorithm is currently structured. You know, they're looking for certain signals, and those signals can be found on ripoffreport.com. So ripoff report floats to the top, you know, to a lot of search results. Now, Google is saying they're not going to take any manual. They're not going to manually tweak their results just to remove them. And I can understand why Google would do that, because once you start manually manipulating some search results, people are going to say, well, why didn't you also manually manipulate this one? So I understand why they don't want to start that manual. Yeah, but you know, the one thing I have a problem with that is we, you know, everyone knows that Google does place a little more emphasis on EDU and government websites, uh, that type of thing. And uh, though it's not stated anywhere, I personally think that they do have a bit of a favor towards consumer protection uh, type websites. Well, they definitely like to see user-generated content. They like to see users spending a lot of time on websites. If you have a website that has a lot of content being created, I mean, there's millions of pages going on ripoff report. There's a lot of people visiting that uh, website every single day. So, of course, those are going to be signals that Google likes to see in, you know, websites, in any website. Yeah, and I, I mean, the, the bottom line is this is the reality of the situation. It ranks well in Google. So, I mean, apart from why that's so, uh, I think the important thing is to possibly give some tips on how you can deal with it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, so the first thing you want to do is uh, figure out what is the impact of ripoff report. Is it ranking number one for your name, or is it ranking number 30 for your name? Because if it's ranking number 30, walk away, ignore it. Don't do anything, okay? Because if it's ranking number 30, very unlikely that someone's going to scroll through three pages of results to see this thing. But if it's ranking number one for your name, then you definitely have to address it. But, you know, you don't want to be – Ripoff Report is sort of like a beehive. If you don't have to hit it with a stick, you don't want to hit it with a stick, you know? Yeah, that's the problem. Whatever you do, if you don't do it with any sort of pre-planned way of addressing it and you start linking to it, 
you're just adding to its power. If it's sitting at number eight, you don't want to be doing things that can push it further up your search results. You want to be doing things that are pushing it down, pushing it off the front page, pushing it down to the bottom of the second page. As Greg said, not a lot of people search beyond the front page of Google. And uh, that speaks well of Google. And unfortunately, that's why when those results get up there, people give a bit of weight to them. So the thing is, you've got to be able to do things to replace that listing with other listings. Right. And if you don't know what those things are, don't do anything. Get expert advice, okay? Go to the veterans that know how to deal with this because you don't want to turn, you know, an expensive thing into an enormously expensive thing because you made some mistakes in dealing with it initially, okay? Um, so I would yeah, say do the some first thing is... For online reputation management, go to the forums and ask questions. If you just start playing with it and you have no idea of what you're doing, chances are you may boost its ranking and be frustrated with what's going on. Yeah. Uh, I know a lot of guys that actually are veterans in reputation management have been working in it for years. They are great guys. I've also helped people out. Frank, you've done some phenomenal things in the reputation management field. So just go online, do some searches, look at the testimonials, see what they're posting, see what experience they have. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, if you, if you don't feel like you've got the ability to do it yourself, definitely reach out for someone that can do it for you. And the problem is it's not something that's going to be a real cheap fix. Uh, generally, there's a certain amount of upfront work that needs to be done that uh, is time-consuming, and then there's a certain amount of maintenance involved. So you're most probably going to be charged a, a set rate for getting something done and then a maintenance because it's like anything with the web. The, the algorithm's constantly changing. People link to things, and, and all of a sudden sites start appearing a little higher in the search results. So you've got to keep on top of it. It's not a one-time thing that can be addressed. It's a one-time big amount of work that needs to be done and then a regular maintenance to make sure that it doesn't pop back up. Exactly. You know, because there's a reason the Google search results are often commonly referred to as the organic results because they're constantly changing. And just because you fix it today doesn't mean that weed is going to spring back up tomorrow. You know, you've got to be keeping an eye on that. So how do you pay for this? One good tip on how you can pay for these uh, consultants or the services or the tools that you're going to need to battle the ripoff report. One thing I would do, I would use, instead of hiring a lawyer to sue ripoff reports, because ripoff reports has a lot of legal protection and it's going to be a tough lawsuit to win, instead of filing a very tough lawsuit to win, use that money to deal with your Google search results. Yeah, I mean, if, it, there's, if you do a search for a ripoff report, uh, you'll see a really involved conversation that's going on at SEO Mars, and they'll tell you right off the bat in that, and you'll see the people that are crying about it, that uh, the legal uh, addressing of the issue is something that's really hard because of the CDA, and, and you know, courts are throwing a lot of this out. You're far better off trying to get something done. 
And I mean, look for a reputation management firm, or if not, there are certain things that you can do yourself. Yeah. Um, so now that you got the money, basically the most common way to deal with ripoff report is Google puts 10 websites on the first page. And as Frank very smartly said, most people don't go past the first page. So you need to basically get 10 websites to rank on the first page so the ripoff report ranking falls to the second one. Okay, because if it's on the second page, people aren't likely to see it, and if they're not likely to see it, it's not going to hurt your reputation, and you're going to be able to sleep a lot better at night. We're going to take a quick commercial break, and we're going to talk about how to get those top 10 websites ranking above ripoff reports when we return. Stay tuned, everybody. More free advice on Search for Solutions after we thank our sponsors. Friend Finder. Friend Finder. The world's largest online dating network. Featuring over 100 million profiles at hot sites such as Passion.com and FastCupid.com. Represents enormous profit-making opportunities for webmasters just like you. With, with Friend Finder's ability to geo-target and provide billing solutions in most languages and currencies, you are sure to find our comprehensive network to be a good friend to your wallet. wallet. Get more traffic-maximizing details now at FriendFinder.com. Anyway, I ask. That's right, ma'am. Anyway, you ask. Let me get this straight. If I wanted your CEO to deliver my check while juggling flaming machetes on the back of an Asian elephant, all I have to do is ask? Correct. With in-demand affiliates, you can tell us exactly how you want your payouts, and we will deliver. God, uh, could you hold on for a second? Someone's at the door. Wow, you aren't kidding. We are in demand. You can be too. Sign up today at the letter ndemandaffiliates.com. Hey, have you got that number for Jerry's Pizza? Look it up on localpages.com. Localpages.com. Well, what if I wanted a business number in Miami? Localpages.com. Can people find your business online? Be seen with localpages.com on every local listing in all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, MSN, and Ask. With over 6 billion quality searches a month and bids starting as low as one cent, get connected with local consumers at the exact moment that they're looking for you. San Francisco, Green Bay, London. I told you. Localpages.com. List your business on localpages.com now and get $100 in free local advertising. LocalPages.com, bringing your neighborhood to you. Jim Hedger and Dave Davies bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Webcology, Thursdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. We're back with more Search for Solutions. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are your hosts. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. We're talking about RipoffReport.com, how to deal with it, and reputation management. Huge headache. It could be costing your business a lot of money with, you know, if especially if you're battling an uh, angry person that filed some false complaints against you. It's not fair, but you got to deal with it. So the best way to deal with it, we find... Um, and correct me if I'm wrong, Frank, but I'm saying let's get 10 websites to rank above ripoff report. Now, you got that ripoff report ranking, let's say, two or three, okay, because your website's already at number one. Now you got to get nine other websites. Frank, what would be your first way to get a, one of those nine slots taken up? Well, the first thing that I recommend is that people 
go to the Google Business Center and get themselves listed by address so that they have the chance of the map popping in. If the map places properly, that'll help push things down below the fold. It won't get the ripoff report. <clears throat> sorry, it won't get the ripoff report out of the listing uh, of the ten, but it will geographically move it down. So that's a start. But you yeah. need to start getting other things in, and the best things to do that are, in my opinion, the social media, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn. All of those have a lot of power as well. So your profile page is something that'll pop pretty high for your name, right? And you got to really build up strong profiles on these social media sites. I'm not talking about register a username and walk away from it. You know, if you really want those social media websites to be ranking for your company name, you got to fill out the entire profile. You got to interact. You got to post a lot of messages. You got to make it really active. And the more active you make it, the more powerful it's going to be. And you can deal with Twitter, you can deal with Facebook, you can deal with LinkedIn, and any others you want to add to that one, Frank? Well, I mean, there's there's a really good website out there called noem.com, N-O-W-E-M.com, that uh, a friend of mine, Mike Strecko, has created that can do it for you manually. <clears throat> so I usually recommend people trying that. And as you said, you've got to be able to fill this out. And one thing that I really like about LinkedIn and Twitter and Facebook is they'll allow you to import from your mail server your contacts. So when you do fill these out, you want to reach out to all your contacts <clears throat> to link to you. So by linking to you, they then add to your, to your power and your position in the profile and will help get it lifted. It's yep. like you said, you don't want to just fill out the form. You, there is a certain amount of work, but there are tools out there that will help some of that work along. Mm-hmm. And then another step I would do is once you got the social media maxed out, okay, you got an intern working on it, they're going really hard, you got all those, you know, the Twitter, the Facebook, the LinkedIn, all the other social medias that are really great, okay? Now, then the next step I would do is I would encourage all of my happy users to post on Better Business Bureau and the other consumer websites that allow you to, you know, uh, post those testimonials. And then I, from my main site, I would link back to Better Business Bureau and I'd link back to all these other positive uh, places that speak highly of me. So that way, if I could get Better Business Bureau saying, hey, I'm A-plus rating and that's ranking above the ripoff report, it's, that's going to go very far to help me. I mean, how would you deal with that, Frank? Well, no, no, I agree. I, you know, making sure that your clients are giving you good uh, testimonials. There are things that you can, you know, add to your website for a testimonial page. But, you, you know, you can send them in an email a link to the Better Business Bureau to uh, give you a, a, a good review but the, and the other part of it is, if you have actually happen to get the map listed, the map part has a review section. So those reviews, and Google will pull those reviews from various places, and you can have your clients just you know, add them there. So that if it's high enough up, even if the ripoff report is still on the front page, they might be inclined to click on that review link, and then they can see that there's a lot more good reviews than there are, 
you know, just a standalone one complaint. And okay. uh, people yep. are smart enough to realize that, yeah, there's always going to be someone that complains. You can go to a you know, five-star restaurant and someone just doesn't like the food. I mean, that doesn't mean that the food's any good. It's just that their palate doesn't particularly like it. So, you know, it's the same thing with what you're dealing with with reputation management. People are smart enough to realize that there may be the odd person that has, you know, some animosity towards you or just doesn't like what it is that you do. But if you have enough positive things and if you do it through, you know, the Better Business Bureau and the other consumer websites that are out there, you know, that'll help offset what's going on. Yeah. I mean, promoting the positive and pushing down the negative is basically the most simplest way to explain what's going on here. You know, and any way that you can promote the positive, and even if you can't push ripoff report off the first page, it's a lot better to have it number 10 and to have 1 through 9 be really good with a really big Google map showing at your search result saying, you know, and showing you have 30 positive ratings. Uh, I, I love that idea, you know, and I would strongly encourage people to go and, you know, do that themselves. Yeah, I mean, you can also go on to... Uh industry forums and, you know, make comments there, you know, get people involved, you know, helping them so that, you know, one of those pages pop up in the top ten. Because basically what's going to happen is you need to reach out to as many different websites that have a certain amount of power in the search results, and, you know, you're going to find them. Look for other people that are in your space and see what's ranking for them see what places they're getting listed on, and then use, you know, that information to be able to get yourself ranked there as well. Oh, completely. And, again, don't forget, when Frank mentions looking for your industry forums, you know, like type in your keyword and then the word forums, and that will pull up the most powerful forums for your industry. When you do that, go there, don't just fill out a user profile. Fill out a user profile and make 10, 20, 100 posts because the more active that you're on those forums, the more powerful your profile will become and the more likely it will then start ranking in the top ten for your name. But if you just go there and you only spend ten seconds, you're not really creating a powerful forum user account, you know, and it's not likely to pop up to the top ten, you know, search results. And the other benefit um, is, you know, by doing a lot of this stuff, you also have the ability to drive business to yourself. You know, if you're on those forums, you're going to end up getting leads from people that find those forums looking for information about what it is that you do. So the more active you're involved there, it has the positive effect of improving your reputation management, but it also gives you a chance to get leads for work. Yeah, that's the best thing about reputation management. It's not just, you know, that you're doing this to be tricky or to push down ripoff report. You're doing it because it's good business. You know, it's good business to promote yourself and to highlight all the great things and to help your industry and to help your customers and to provide good information. And the more you do that, the better off you're going to be and the more profit you're going to be making. Um, Another thing I would say is, you know, be really careful if you're going to be filing a rebuttal on ripoff report. The ripoff report and complaints in general, I feel, are sort of a bit like radioactive material. Okay, if possible, don't ever touch radioactive material. But if you got to touch yeah. radioactive material, make sure you're an expert in dealing with radioactive material. 
you know. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I tell everyone, just leave them alone and do other work around them to move them down because there's just no sense in, like you'd said earlier, hitting the bee's nest because it's just going to create problems. You're better off doing steps that can help raise other websites into a better position and push the result further down than mm-hmm. trying to, uh, to do anything about it in that regard. I mean, there is the option that is out there that uh, is, you can see on various sites that Ripoff Reports takes payments for uh, expediting or, uh, or allegedly takes payments for expediting a counter-rebuttal so that they're not going to take down the post, but when you get to the post, it says that uh, this was a questionable review and um, that way, you know, at least at the sites there, you're getting something. But I've heard that those uh, the cost of this is in the thousands, and it's something that they want on a monthly basis. Uh, it's something that you can do some research on online and, and read up about, but uh, just don't poke the bear. Yeah, <laughs> let it sit where it is exactly. and move everything around it. That's the, the recommendation that most of the people in the uh, online reputation management space suggest to people. It's not about getting even. It's not about getting revenge. It's about promoting the positive. It's about pushing down the negative, okay? It's about showing your business in the best positive light. So that way you can get back to what you really want to do, which is focusing on serving your customers and making a profit doing it. You know, so again... You might not like it, but generally it is just a lot more cost-effective, and it's also going to help you sleep a lot better if you just focus on how do I get those top ten web results. And again, as uh, Frank and I have been talking about it, you have your Twitter, you have your LinkedIn, you have your Facebook, all those other social media sites, you have those industry forums, launch a blog on another website, create many websites. You know, there's so many different ways that you can be launching 10 different ways to talk positive about you. So, you know, be careful with what you do. Try not to poke the bear. Uh, always refer to an experienced reputation management consultant, and you'll be better off. Uh, any final words, Frank? Yeah, I, I mean, there are a lot of aspects about this that can be thought of. The big thing is, while you're doing it, realize that while you're maintaining your reputation, you're also giving yourself the opportunity of driving more traffic to your own website. So you think of it in terms of, oh, I'm going to have to pay money just to get this thing removed. You don't want to look at it in that. You want to look at it in the sense of you're paying the money and this will be pushed down, but what gets pushed up in place of it is also things that are going to help you generate the money that you're spending to get this done. And it's it's just an ongoing process of search engine optimization. And you want to be doing things like this because uh, it's a marketing tool. Just as you realize the black mark in the results is uh, bad uh, for business, by doing positive things that are going to cost you a certain amount of money, you're going to get that money back in business. It's not just let's get rid of that for vanity's sake. It's let's do something positive that will also give us positive ROI to our business. Hey, I like ROI. (laughs) 
Yeah, uh, obviously, you like good ROI. <laughs> I couldn't agree any more with you, Frank. Hey, thanks for listening, and remember that we love suggestions, questions, and consultations with our listeners who can contact us at goodroi.com and visit our archive at webmasterradio.fm and also on iTunes. As always, you can join us here every Mondays, 7 p.m. Eastern and 4 p.m. Pacific. Have a great one, everybody. Have a great week, folks.